1: There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen.
0: All right, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hanson James. And this is Milo. How you doing, y'all? It's a good day for jazz fans. We, cut, we come to you after Rudy Gobert has won his second Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, congrats to Rudy Gobert. We also... Put him in the Hall of Fame. It, I mean, actually, to be honest, I was looking at some of the things that happen with Defensive Player of the Year. They tend to go to the Hall of Fame, especially multi-year winners. And you know what else? They tend to go very deep in the playoffs, and most of them make it to the finals at least once in their career. Uh, Very good sign to have Rudy Gobert on your team that your team will play really well next year. Also, I would like to say congrats to Utah Jazz uh, point guard, Mike Conley, winning both of those awards. As uh, now a member of the Utah Jazz, I think that Jazz... Fans are fine to take full credit for that. I, I don't know what team he was playing for. All I know is that he's a Jazz fan now, and so we deserve all the credit for that. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, like uh, what he did in the Utah community, exactly
1: everything um, he's done as a Jazz over man. over 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 the past what few days, mm-hmm. um, in, in incredible.
0: Yes, we definitely incredible. Get, get credit um, for
1: that. Absolutely. Yes, uh, but. Most certainly, but no, it, it's, it's just really good to see. Um, it's really uh, for pe- people who are worried, you know, with Ricky Rubio leaving and everything. What's so nice is uh, you're getting is just as just a good, a guy um, on and off the court with, uh, with Mike Conley. He's, he's won the community assist award a couple times already. And, um, and I believe this is his second teammate award as well. so, uh, other cool fact about Mike Conley, he has never had a technical. So really cool stuff. I think uh, it's just showing that it's going to be a good team. And we're already seeing Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell working out together, like trying to get that feel like it the deal, the, the ink on the deal hasn't even been put to paper yet because it, it can't be until the 6th of July but they're still working out. Mike Conley is wearing Utah jazz paraphernalia when he's still technically a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, which I don't know how that works, but I guess it works and um, things are going well. I'm, I'm really excited for how this is. This is going big.
0: Congrats to, to Rudy and Mike Conley. Fantastic pickup for the jazz. Uh, Next on the docket, uh, we are seeing some things we've never seen as jazz fans Ever things I never thought would happen, uh, but that's becoming the norm with Donovan Mitchell. Just whether it's highlight plays on the floor, winning playoff games as a rookie, now getting uh, national commercials for uh, Spider Man Homecoming with Tom Holland, and then today and chilling with Jake Gyllenhaal, Like, Jake Gillenhaal's like, Hey, <laughs> yeah.
1: big fan, yo, I mean- you, you know, you, you, I, you know. Donovan will have made it if Jake Gillenhall's like sitting courtside at a jazz game next year. Like, I want I want stars in Utah so bad. That'd be amazing. Where it's just like, and in the front row we have Jake Gillenhall, and it's like, ah. Oh. And you got Tom Holland, you got the the Spider Man uh far from home trailer, yeah. crossover with Donovan Mitchell. Uh- Holy, holy
0: f man i, I tweeted is, about oh this the my. other day that like wow i think there's a lot of young jazz fans who are like you know 22 and under that this is just like the norm for them and this is not normal Utah's usually like the butt of jokes it's usually it's the place that people refuse to go there after they're traded to utah you know imagine if mike conley said nope not going to utah sorry Uh, you can just not pay me my money. I am not going to Utah. That's things that's actually happened. Yeah, you have Ronnie Cycling, you have Ronnie Cycling who uh uh,
1: just decided to not show up. I remember like footage of him like in a parking garage, like walking get traded, and then he never showed up for his physical. Um, I people know that guys historically wouldn't even meet with Utah. We had talked about, and I think you tweeted out. Uh, before this free agency period began, if we started to hear stars say, "I would like to play in Utah," we didn't think it was possible that they would sign. But the fact that they're like, "Ah, uh, yeah, I would, I would take a meeting with them," we were like, "Oh my gosh!" Chalk that up as a big win. <laughs> it,
0: it, put a banner <laughs> up, hey, huge, you put a banner huge.
1: up, or Garth Brooks big for put Utah. A up. Yeah, big for Utah. Oh, we're the interested like,
0: in the Jazz. Put a
1: banner yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 Utah. We're like the geeks in school where it's just like, did you get a date with Stacy to the dance? She's like, no, but she actually, she thought about it. Like, <laughs> She that's- said, I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, she said, I. she will get back to you. We're like, dude, that's big time. You're like, yeah, I know. I know. She's probably not going to get back, but still, she <laughs> said she would.
0: I'm going home and so, alone, but I'm going home alone yeah. from Ireland.
1: Yeah, and so- I at least have. I feel like at least I have some some a feeling about this. So I I think uh I think that's what's huge about this and and so when you see Donovan Mitchell he has his own shoe. The last person who had his own shoe was actually Dante Exum and it wasn't exactly a signature shoe, it was just like a line of the I think the Adidas PE. And then um and then before that you have to go all the way uh back to good old Carl Malone who had the catapults, the LA gears, um, terrible shoe. Uh, (laughs) And then that's it. That's it. That's your Nike. That that is your NBA kicks history with the Utah jazz. The the Lakers have a whole line of dudes with that. Uh, Knicks have that. Um, The Chicago bulls, uh, obviously with Jordan, like, there are dudes. There, there are people who teams that have guys with signature shoes, more signature shoes in the last five years than the Utah Jazz. So, all of that being said, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. And the releases next week. If you're not get, if you haven't heard, uh, Donovan Mitchell's kicks, uh, the determination over negativity, the dawn issue number one and they're patterned after spider-man and he, like he there's more details with ones after original spider-man one's venom ones a stealth suit one's uh, the iron spider and they all look super. i really like the and spider-man uh, one
0: i like just the red and
1: blue i'm a fan I, I like the classic i like the classic yeah but i'm a i'm a marvel geek too and i understand like people where they're like oh that's a little too extra i'm like oh that is extra fine for me I will take it. I will wear it. I will. I will love it. I'll treat it as my own. And I am so stoked. And the fact that there's more of this to come. And what I love too is there's been this full press blitz, as there should be. Like Adidas knows how to do this. That is a play, player Tribune article that talks. About, uh, that has Donovan Mitchell. That's edited by his mom. They're taking this. and They're marketing this really well. Um, his mom edited it, giving a background on Donovan Mitchell growing up, how hard she worked for him. Um, I, I was really, it blew me away that she wasn't like a hardcore AAU mom. That, that was like the other thing where she, like, he had to explain to her what, like what a dunk was, like what, what things were going on. And at times that she was like, like Donovan Mitchell was like, I'm really good at this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, honey. Now, Mm -hmm. now let's get your grades up. Like that wasn't that basketball was not the first and foremost thing. And, and I think you saw it this last NBA draft, Like They had some of their parents and their parents were like, Oh man, I knew they wanted to be an NBA player from the time they were 12. And men, they said, so we were in the gym, we were working with them and blah, blah, blah. Like that was like their full on thing. And I feel like not, and it wasn't that uh, Nicole Mitchell wasn't supportive of Donovan Mitchell. She was extremely supportive of him. Um, but what I love about that is she always kept things in a priority of like, hey, um, you always got to have your plan B. You you got you as a, a, a growing up um, in in America being black, you have to have certain tools in in your chest to be able to be able to succeed, to be able to overcome things, and being very conscious of um, of the limitations that you do have in this country when you're a minority. And so, um, and so because of that, she was like one, one time in the piece, he talks about how he tried to, uh, he tried to improv the, <laughs> I have a dream speech for a project. And his mom like totally called him out on it. He called his bluff and be like, yeah, roll with it. And he was like, uh, well, I have a dream. And, uh, and then it, da, 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 da. <laughs> and, da, um, and, and she's like, no, you're going to have this down pat. And so, I, I think that shows like the connection and you and I, I, some players, when you see them with your families are like, I love my family and all that. And, and, and while you, they do, but it like the connection isn't as close. And with, with Donovan Mitchell, it just feels pre, very authentic where he's just, he cares about his mother. He cares about his sister and there's just extremely tight knit. And, and, it, and that just came forward again in this article if you haven't had the chance hit it up on the player's tribune, there's also an awesome video from Adidas that that also is I I guess like it's just video form of the article as well with uh, some interviews, uh it has even has Dennis Lindsey in it. So it's it's fantastic. There's a ton of stuff out there. And hey, right now Donovan Mitchell is watching the Spider-Man mm-hmm. Far From Home movie. I think that's why he did all this. You. is
0: just so he could get an early entry into the spider because Spider-Man he's at
1: the freaking premiere. He's at the Freaky dude! That's that's that is some next level. That he is he is so long term. This is so forward thinking. He's like, okay, how am I gonna get into the sequel to Spider Man? Like five gotta years get, ago, um, like, NBA career, the rookie of the year,
0: dunk contest, uh, NBA
1: rookie of the year,
0: dunk 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 contest, yeah, shoe deal. Then I get into the movie. shoe deal. Nailed it! Nailed it! Did it! Nailed it! But all jokes aside, wow. uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. The thing about donovan mitchell and we here at slc dunk cover him extensively enough that we're probably really obnoxious to him online but uh like we just can tell you and anyone who follows him on social media and all these things and he's just incredibly genuine and real it's not a it's not a fake thing he's not a fake nice guy and stuff like that it's legit he's real and you can tell with some of these guys when it's just kind of going through the motions and with Donovan Mitchell, it's definitely when not. it's
1: marketing. Yeah. When it's, when it's just marketing, mm-hmm. like there's been plenty of jazz players who have been billed. Um, and, and this goes back all the way to the eighties and nineties, because uh, you have to, you have to market, you have to market your team and, and put them in the best light possible. And, um, and, and sometimes you're really, really blessed with, with, with the guys who are just really like have these Big personalities that you're able to market, and right now Utah has that with uh, Mike Conley. They have that with Donovan Mitchell. They have that with Rudy Gobert. Uh, they have that with Joe Ingles. They have just these guys that um, just um, genuine are, good human uh,
0: beings, genuine and, uh,
1: good human good human beings, but also they're I, I think they're they're unapologetically them. When you interview them, you get them. You're not getting. Uh, you're not getting media time for five to ten minutes of them putting on a face. They're just going to be uh, pretty real with you, and so um, I, I think that's I think that's just a really awesome quality that that Utah has with with this team, and it's just going to um, and it's definitely going to help them when they come go into free agency, which is what we want to talk about.
0: Yes. Yeah, so um, we've got some rumors that are going about. Some players that let's get down to the nitty gritty. Like what, like what we mentioned, there are some players that are showing interest in Utah. And I actually, you know, if you think about it, like one of the things Utah has always tried to do is kind of uh, sell itself to these free agents that, hey, this is a great basketball fit. Like, if you want to win, you'll come right. here. And the Jazz have shown that the last three seasons that that's absolutely true. Years before, you might not have been able to argue that, but for sure now. And then when you look at the success of Donovan Mitchell. And and Rudy Gobert winning multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards, strangely hasn't won a spot on the All Star team. But that's going to come at some point, probably. But I thought you were just about to say, "Well, that's both." <laughs> yeah, well, this um... is that. That is true. It's stupid. <laughs> I. But anyways, uh, there's a lot of players that know that most. Like, well, let's just get started with like the the rumor that's kind of been bandied about. Tony Jones has mentioned this as a couple times in articles and on Twitter, and if you've followed SLC Dunk, we aggregate some of the things he says uh, for you. But that there's uh, Derek Favors might not be on the Jazz next year. So Tony Jones said that Derek Favors not a lock to be on the Jazz next year uh, today. I think it was Tony Jones said that Derek Favors agent is going to be shopping around to find the best deal possible for him doesn't mean that he won't be on the jazz next year but it also means that you know they're doing their due diligence and you know there's a 50 50 shot he's not on the jazz next season so uh interesting stuff I for one uh I have loved Derek Faber's time on the jazz but I will say and this is something we've talked about for a long time is You know, for example, there's some players that have shown interest, I guess. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Bobby Portis has said that he would be interested uh, in playing for the Utah Jazz. Um, There's also ties to Nikola Mirotic, and that's a rumor being bandied about online. Uh, These are guys that could slip in and shoot the ball. Now, are these guys better than Derek Favors in a vacuum? I don't think anyone's arguing that they're a better player than Derek Favors, considering all that he does on the floor. But I personally feel like they're a better fit and i think that is a bigger deal than people really give it credit for i think the jazz have been winning despite not having the spacing that other teams have consistently and it's it's kind of to me the idea of getting a shooting a shooting four is exciting we don't even know quite how good donovan mitchell and rudy gobert can be they might take a neck and a big step next year just by having space. So anyways, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. What do you think of the rumors of Bobby Portis and Nico Miritich? So well, I'm first
1: going to touch on the Derek Favors thing, because uh, I think one, we have Tony Jones reporting that uh, it's not a lock for Derek Favors to return, um, which I think is, yeah, we know. Um, but I think the other thing uh, that is more important is Shams reporting that um Derek favors and his, and his, uh, team, they are approaching free agency as if he's not returning. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're, they're just going into free agency, scheduling meetings and blah, 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 as if he's going to be a free agent. So I think that's, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, uh, Though at the same time, any rational person, if they were in Derek Favors' situation, they'd be doing the exact same. You need to have a fallback plan. You need to be ready. It's not like you want to be sitting there on July, July sixth, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we're going to be releasing you," and, and he's like, "Oh man, I didn't really think this was going to happen," and mm-hmm. and you're without any options. So, um, so with that out of the way, I think what Utah's going to be balancing, and we've said this multiple times, is Utah's is going to be balancing. Are we better with Derek Favors or are we not? And if we do, we're not going to make a deal in which we're, where we're worse. But, um, but I think what many jazz fans needed realizes they could make a, 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 move where they potentially could be worse, but potentially be better. Take a risk. That's what we mean when we take a risk. It doesn't mean just doing something stupid. It means that, Hey, we're looking at this and we think there's about a, you know, 45, 50% chance that we win, you know, and, and this makes our team insanely good. Um, there is a chance that it could go off the rails. What you get with Derek favors is just knowing what you have. Um, it is that, uh, it's your baseline, so to speak. It's like, Hey, um, here's the baseline where we're at 49 to 50 wins. That's where we're at. Um, When we look at this and we run our models and we try to predict things the best that we can, do we get above that? And what does that, what is our team, what's our limitations? And one of the things, if they go after Bobby Portis or Nikola Mirotic is one of their big limitations is keeping Rudy Gobert fresh. That is a huge thing. Um, Having, uh, and.
0: You ready? Showtime.
1: And you need him throughout the season because we saw with the Utah Jazz two years ago, without Rudy Gobert, you are a bottom five team. Now, I think with Mike Conley, they're able to, to float. But still, that team that won 49 wins was a bottom five team when they didn't have Rudy Gobert. Everything said so. Their defense dropped to 20, I think it was 28th or 29th in the league when he was out their offense cratered even further. And it already was in the tank. So they weren't a good team. And so, um, and that was with Derek favors filling in. Mm -hmm. I was with Derek favors filling in Uh, and, and, and they won some games that they shouldn't have because they had Derek favors to, 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 to survive. They had Epe Udo there to survive. They wanted. the fact that they were able to slip into the playoffs, and guess what, one or two games was the difference between them being the five seed and being out of the playoffs. So that was huge. So all of a sudden, when you remove Derek Favors out of the equation, um, you are increasing the risk that Rudy Gobert can get hurt because he might have to play more minutes if a uh, backup, a third, uh, a guy who's being paid to be a second stringer on a third stringer's budget is not able to produce. And uh, or you have or you're having to Jimmy rig lineups, so that's the risk. But the other risk is, hey, the Utah Jazz, and we saw this in the playoffs, and we saw this you know, against good teams last year. Utah Jazz are insanely schemable, even with Mike Conley there, with Derek Favors, they're insanely schemable. Let's pack the paint. We'll let we'll hang tight on the perimeter with with Ingles, Mike Conley, and them. Um, but where we can throw our uh, an extra power forward just to pack the paint against against any any pick and roll. And guess what? The, pick, the Utah Jazz, they're a heavy pick and roll offense. So that kind of takes out half of the equation when you have two big guys who are packing the paint. And even favors he can stretch the floor a little bit or go out to the three point line. No one's gonna respect him out there. And so you can still have, in a sense, you can still have a spy out there. It's not as bad as Ricky Rubio, but still, it's it's not optimal. So I, I think that's what they're looking at, and so I, I definitely I think I think Miritich would be an awesome fit if they go after Miritich, Bobby Portis, I think, is a, a type of person where I'd be like, uh, if you go after Bobby Portis, I really hope Derek Favors is still there, uh, just because I I don't really want to rely on Bobby Portis as a major a major starter or piece of the rotation taking 25 minutes or more a game. I don't feel comfortable with that on a, with a team that should have championship um, aspirations. Um, But with, with Miritich, I really loved what he did in the playoffs two years ago. And I think people like to key in on how, how he wasn't playable in the playoffs this past year. And he wasn't, but the other thing you have to realize is he was coming off an injury. And he, before that he had just been traded at the deadline to guess what Milwaukee and so he wasn't able to he wasn't able to uh to really blend in with that team he wasn't able to find where his role was that's a big part of being on a team is knowing what you do and where you fill in the gap and he wasn't able to find that then he got hurt and then he was trying to return during the most pivotal time in a team's season in the postseason and so, yeah, he didn't look like he like he fit in because he never got a chance to. And then it was just like, "Hey, it's go time on the biggest stage. Can you kind of figure out what you do around here?" And obviously, Budenholzer couldn't figure that out. He had guys who are already in a rhythm. Uh, if they threw Mirtich out there, it threw off lineups, and mm-hmm. so he ended up just not using them. Um, I think that would be different if Miritich had a full season with them, but they're not going to have that chance. Miritich is not going to come back. They don't have the money to do that. And I think if you had a full off season and you had a guy like Miritich able to train with them and the way Utah works, well, it would be uh, just I have a fine. friend at work, Alexa. Maybe
0: people see her online uh, telling me how evil I am when I consider trade options and things. Shout out to Alexa. But she made a good point to me the other day. <laughs> Uh, she made a good point uh, that I really liked. It's like, sh- cause cause I'm kind of one that tends to lean towards taking the risk and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, let's just go for it because I would like to see the team get this aspect of, of things fixed right away rather than wait on it. And I think if the last two years, the jazz have just kind of leaned towards uh, being conservative with their moves. Uh, it's kind of like if you're getting Derek favors, it, are you the type of person that likes to buy a home warranty, or do you buy warranties on the things you buy? And then, what happens if nothing ever breaks? It's kind of a sunk cost with what you're with what you're getting. Uh, sure, you feel safe and you feel secure, and you know, hey, if this if this flat screen TV I bought if it breaks down, uh, you know, I'm in great shape because I can just replace it with my warranty and things like that. But you just spend all that money on a warranty that you could have just added to the TV. And so instead of going from like a 50 inch to a 70 inch, you have a 50 inch TV with a warranty, which is nice. But but if you want to go all the way, you need to be willing to take that risk and say, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, hopefully my wife doesn't take the cap off on her hair straightener that hits our TV and breaks it. (laughs) That happened. (laughs) Sometimes that happens. On a side note. (laughs) On a
1: side note. This is a very real thing, real problem. It really happened. Not, and I went to my room and I'm I cried not unique.
0: about it. But you know what? That TV was great, and if you have that TV, you've got to go with it. So here's the thing: I think what we're talking about is like if you're worried about what happens if if Rudy Gobert goes down, you're worried about the same thing that other championship teams worry about. Like we saw what happened last year, the Lakers when uh, LeBron James went down, they fell out of the playoff race that's what happens when you have a top 15 player on your team when they go down they're just irreplaceable Rudy Gobert is is that good he's irreplaceable and like you said even with Derek Faber starting we're it's just not the same so it's almost you're paying for a warranty that's you know really not going to do much for you in the in the long run and if you want to get to that next level and what we've seen in the playoffs is that the Jazz have consistently sputtered the last two seasons against elite-level teams because they just couldn't keep up with their scoring. The defense was good, and the defense was actually really good against Harden this season. Anyone who tells you that Rudy Gobert didn't defend well against Harden in the playoffs is is wrong. He did a great job. The problem in that series against Houston was the scoring. And the the thing that we've been watching for the last two seasons, and more so the last, last season, was that the Jazz were putting – uh, a starting lineup on the floor that only had two legitimate shooters on it, and then Rudy Gobert as the role man. It's like you said, it's just so easy to guard the Jazz in that scenario. You just back off of them. And the Jazz we've seen have already fixed one of those problems. They have Mike Conley, who is a legit stud, who's going to uh, just change things in terms of the backcourt for the Jazz. The Jazz still have an issue. In their four spot that's just not going to be fixed uh, with Derek Favors. You need to have uh, shooters surrounding Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. Uh, a lot of people are uh, like, I'm having a lot of fun watching Mike Conley highlights from Memphis. Um, He had a breakout season. Mm-hmm. But oh, you dude, guys, he's just you've sky. got to go watch those highlights and look at the three-point line while he's getting his pick and roll. It's always filled with three shooters, always, and that's probably. I mean, that's it's not a coincidence that Conley had a breakout season last year. It's he had a spread floor, so he only has to work against his single man, and then he works in the pick and roll and and played ac- incredibly well. De- Donovan Mitchell has never had that luxury. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Well, and, and neither has Mike Conley. Mike
1: Conley hasn't had that luxury. Like his, his best, his best, his best backcourt partner was OJ Mayo after like, and that was like a couple years after o, uh, OJ Mayo, like had it, he had his breakout rookie year and then OJ Mayo just like fell, 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 fell. fell. Like every year was descending in inefficiency. Exactly. And, and he
0: hasn't had a, like, yeah. per, like Donovan Mitchell and, and uh, Mike Conley have both kind of been in similar situations where they've had to shor- shoulder the load of their offenses both have done a great job at it, but it hasn't been enough to get over the top. And if you have two threats uh, in the backcourt, and Mitchell and Conley are both great pick-and-roll players and can either score in ice, like in the pick-and-roll or pass out to a perimeter player who will score. And when you consider that if you can have a team where you have Mitchell and Conley putting pressure on the defense through pick-and-roll, and then you have like Royce O'Neill and Joe Ingles, and if the Jazz are able to get someone like, Niko Miritich, or some other stretch four. I think there's other options out there too. Let's say you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers and the Jazz might be able to trade for Gallinari. Someone who can hit threes at a very consistent rate, you'll see Donovan Mitchell's scoring go way up, partly because just his efficiency will go up. I mean, two things people need to do is go watch Donovan Mitchell play last season and watch how many times he beats his man and then meets two people in the paint. It's every single time, and every like honestly, every single play. And mm-hmm. the fact that he was able to do the scoring he did, despite that, is honestly something to get really excited about. But I think the Jazz know that this is something that they've got to get fixed, and I think they're going to be active in free agency as we go forward to fix that. Um, and and this this isn't like a long a uh, bash of Derek Favors or anything like that because Derek Favors really is an elite level player. I think Derek Favors.
1: Well, and, and there's there's teams that he will fit in, and that's the hard thing is like it, it, it is a, um, the Utah Jazz have like two really good guys at the same position. I feel like Utah's had this going. Uh, they had it with Carlos Boozer and Paul Millsap. They now they have it with Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, and uh, this time they're choo- just choosing the the younger mm-hmm. one. And well, and actually they're about the same no age. That that's that's Favors- what makes this, makes this hard. And um, and they have the they have the we have one exactly. They have top three guy at their position versus a top ten guy at his position, and that's and that's it. That's hard, like because it it makes it seem like wow, now they're just bashing him again and it's like no it's just it, what do you do with like what what do you do in that point because Derek favors for all intents and purposes has been an insanely good pro this isn't this is a, a situation that would rarely come up at any other team and he has handled it so well whether it's coming off the bench or or only starting for like like a token start just so he can be able to you know probably get an incentive in his contract or whatnot he, um, he's willing to be on the bench when the game ends. He's willing to step up big minutes when he's needed. Um, and he's not holding anybody accountable. He's not being, he's not being a malcontent in the locker room. He's a good locker room guy. All of, all of these things, it, it mm-hmm. just, it, it sucks because the fit isn't there right now. And it would be awesome. It would be awesome to keep Derek Favors. It would be awesome. What is hard is you cannot throw. You have, let's see here, with with Rudy Gobert, you you are paying twenty five million, and then with Derek Favors, you're you're paying seventeen million. So in one position, you're paying a super max. So for people, it would be like, how do, could you even it's imagine giving true. Rudy it's Gobert a super supermax exactly. and be like, well, Utah's kind of it's paying that right true. now for one one posi- for position. And so, and so that, and, and and this is also why you know we you can go down a road of why possibly Supermax is is is, is rough for Utah uh, moving forward because Derek Favors seventeen million is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to be able to have greater depth, um, and you have to ask yourself: Is having a guy you're paying seventeen million for for only twenty to twenty five minutes a game? Um, is that worth w- the money? And right now, when they're looking at uh, with a lot of money now into at the point guard position, a lot of money at Rudy Gobert, they have 11 million at Joe Ingles. Um, as much as we love Dante Exum, the 9.6, now it starts to matter because millions start to matter at this point. Um, it, th- those it, now we're starting to pinch pennies. And because right now, guaranteed, the guaranteed guys that Utah has on their contract on, on their roster right now, going into free agency are Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, Dante Exum, Donovan Mitchell, and Tony Bradley. Those are guaranteed contracts. Everyone else, Royce O'Neill, George Niang, Howell Neto, Derek Favors, all non-guaranteed. So there's only one, two, three, four, five. Six dudes guaranteed to be on on uh, on the on salary next year. Utah has to fill in a lot of spots, and so when you're looking at a guy who's basically a backup, a really good backup who's a starter on almost 20 other teams, but a backup nonetheless on this team because we can't make up a, a magical scenario where Derek Favors is not a not a backup on on the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert still plays here. Um. You, you're looking at that $17 million and saying, yeah, we could probably put that in another spot. Are the guys going to be better than him? No, most likely not. But at the same time, you're going to have greater depth and allow yourself to get to a championship. If, if Utah doesn't have any shooters, it doesn't matter how great Derek Favors is at filling in for Rudy Gobert. I've said this many times. It's like it's like having a Porsche in the garage for your Bugatti when it's in the shop. It's it's nice, it's cool, but man, you're paying for a Porsche for only a couple days. And so that's at some point, at some point. Well it would and we be,
0: we like would, we've seen what happens when it, it's better to Derek Favors to and get something Rudy else. To together. It's have, a team that has a very high score. So. It's always gonna make the playoffs because you know what you're getting but it has as we've seen a pretty definitive ceiling you just can't score at a level that can take you over the top so yeah so when when we say yeah i'd be excited to sign someone like Nico miritich or a stretch for or whoever it turns out to be i'm i'm i would be pretty shocked if the jazz don't get some sort of stretch for in free agency it doesn't mean that we think that player, if you just compare statistically to Derek Favors, is a better player. Because most likely not. Because Derek Favors is is uh, very, very, very good. But it means that that player is going to fit into a system. It's kind of like you're just setting up Voltron finally. And then everyone on that team actually gets to be at their peak. I mean, I, I'm honestly like, you know, we talk a lot about jokes about Dante Exum we might see a breakout year from don axm just because he'll have space his once his best skill is to get to the rim and if there's a clear path to that rim mm-hmm. every single time he goes i mean that right there might be the reason the jazz just have refused to trade him is because maybe in practice they've seen what he can do and they they're ready to start it and i think this is the season that the jazz are saying okay we're all in like the warriors are are injured right now uh, other teams are in flux like the Houston Rockets. This is our chance to just go to the next level. We can't just stop at one move for Ricky Rubio because that only fixes one part of the problem. We have to get shooting all over the floor. It it's uh Utah, it's funny. You'll get a player that's probably not as good as Derek Favors, but the team will actually be better after the fact. And you know. And so <sighs> I don't know if I have a lot more to say um about that, Milo. I think. Uh right. We kind of wanted to talk about some of the events that have happened and then we're gonna come another podcast, guys, that talks about some free agency predictions and other things. So look look for that, guys. It's coming out. I know Ooh. we like to talk about it. I like to talk about Check it. Check out We've that free agency that are gonna come. Ah. Uh, I, I think that's it for this one, Milo. Uh anything else you want to add? going to be a lot Dude, of it's, it's fun when Donovan Mitchell is on a couple that. of days and free agency isn't even here it's going to be fun all right Milo. and guys make sure you go to like and subscribe the podcast i don't know if it's, i have a lot of people is. subscribing it's it fantastic. lately it hurts my feelings when you don't listen and go no, just kidding. <laughs> go subscribe to the podcast guys it really helps us out it helps people find it in rankings and things uh we're just trying to grow this podcast into something that's really fun and regular we're actually going to try to add some more things to the slc dunk podcast some different uh different voices and things that you should expect things that maybe you're already familiar with and maybe not but they're gonna be on the show Ooh, it that's a, a tease that's a tease <laughs> but yes like subscribe follow share it with your friends uh all those dunk things and dunk. also make sure to go to slc dunk.com and read and click on all the links and and everything uh guys uh we'll talk to you later Peace out, y'all.